Today, I want to talk about the number one quality that every entrepreneur needs to succeed in business. So if basically you could boil everything down to just one thing, it would be this. This is a word that comes up again and again when I'm talking about what it takes. And this is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. So obviously, this is required to succeed if you are the owner of your own online business, but this is also the number one quality that I look for when I'm hiring team members because it means they will succeed too and they'll be a better fit with the company culture because this is one of the core values that we are built on. Also, if you know me personally, you might be surprised to know that I actually created an acronym for this. So this word stands for some other things. And if you know me at all, you know I hate those acronyms. You know those acronyms that help you remember things and a lot of people use them in courses for whatever reason. They just don't resonate a lot with me. But this is one that I created that I actually do love and really resonate. So are you curious now? Let's go ahead and dive in. Have you ever wondered what it's really like behind the scenes of a multi-seven-figure business? We're talking real deal, unfiltered, non-sugar-coated version And you'd rather learn from somebody who has sold direct to consumers rather than making all their money telling other people how to do exactly what they did. Well, you're in the right place. I'm Laura, your host of Get Profitable HQ. If I can do this, starting my business as the shyest person I know and running it today with two small kids, hobbies, travel, a chronic illness, and actually a life, then I know anyone can grow a successful business. Tune in each week for value-packed content to help you feel less alone in your journey to grow your business and for practical strategies to help you get to the next level, whether that be to quickly grow revenue and profit or grow slowly and be more efficient and spend less time in your business. So the thing that you need is grit. There's just no other better way to put it. And let's just talk about the dictionary definitions of this word first. When I looked this up, one of the definitions was firmness of character, indomitable spirit, courage and resolve, strength of character, firmness of mind or spirit, unyielding courage in the face of hardship or danger, courage and determination despite difficulty. So that's a roundup of several online dictionaries, (laughs) definitions of it. And I could not have said it better. It encompasses courage, character, and the ability to keep going even when it gets hard. Another way of saying this and another phrase that I hear myself saying often in the middle of trying to grow my business is this is not for the faint of heart. And truly, it is not. There are so many times when it just gets hard. It's uncertain. It's a little bit scary. And it's just not for the faint of heart. I think I first started using that phrase all the time. The first time I manufactured a physical product overseas, it's a very scary experience. And I was just like, this is not for the faint of heart. And it isn't. So that's the essence of what I'm talking about. But let's break it down a little bit more. What does it actually mean? How does it look in real life? And what does it stand for? Here's what the acronym stands for for me. So it encompasses a little bit more than just the hard work ethic, but this kind of boils down what I think my personal core values are and our personal company's core values are. 
And this is something that I want to see in myself and everyone on the team. The G stands for gracious. And for this, I want to be so gracious that some would even call it a fault. You know, if we are not getting that reaction, then we're not gracious enough. And this means that we are gracious to everyone, to our customers, to our collaborators, peers, competitors, and to each other. We're always giving people the benefit of the doubt and giving everyone the most generous interpretation of their actions. Because I think often what happens is, for some reason, it's natural When you do something that may not be as kind or ideal, you kind of know what's going on and why you did it. So you almost kind of make excuses for yourself like, oh, I was feeling terrible. This was actually the fifth time this happened. So you feel that your reaction is a little bit justified. But then when someone else does this, like, for example, a customer sends an email and is upset, and maybe I feel that it's a very unreasonable thing to be upset about or the way that they expressed it is not the best way, it's easy to immediately jump to the conclusion that they're just some terrible person who is out to get us or out to get me. And I suppose that could be true. Maybe that happens sometimes. But are we sure that's true? Is there a better way to interpret that? Maybe they've had a really rough day. Maybe it's the middle of the night and they can't sleep because they're so worried about problems going on in their lives and they were just browsing on the internet and saw this product and bought it and get really annoyed. And maybe they feel like they're not very techie, and this always happens to me. And, you know, they made a typo in their email address. That's also the most common reason we get emails or complaints about products is someone, when they were ordering, put a typo in their email address, which is easy to do. I've done it before. And then, of course, the email delivering the product cannot get to them if they didn't put in the proper email. And most people are kind, but some people get really panicky about it. So maybe that's why they sent an email that wasn't as kind as it could have been. And we always want to give them that most generous interpretation and respond with kindness. The same is true with each other on the team. We want to look at their actions with kindness and grace and with other competitors and friends and just everyone. That's the way that we want to be. So that is what the G stands for, for me. The R stands for reliable, or another word for this would be responsible. Ironically, that also starts with R. So this means you can be trusted. You do what you say you're going to do. And I think it also encompasses being hard working, actually working hard until the job is done. And this is something that in the beginning of the business, I think I took for granted that everyone was just automatically reliable. If they said, hey, I'm going to send you this piece of work on Friday, then I thought that they would do it or whatever they say that they are going to do. And this is not actually something that everyone is good at. Some people struggle with planning to do something and then following through. And reliability, personal responsibility really starts with being reliable to ourselves and not just to everyone else. And one of the things that has stuck with me for years is I read the book that tons of people have heard of, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, years and years ago. Honestly, I don't think I remember most of the habits or most of the things that I read in that book because it was so long ago. But I remember the first tenet, the first habit was personal integrity. That is keeping the promises you make to yourself. You have to be someone who can make a decision for yourself 
and then follow through on it. And that is not so easy. I, even for myself, I will admit many of us will keep our commitments to others before ourselves and we struggle to do the things that we tell our own selves we're going to do. But if we can flip that around and keep our promises to ourselves, and it does start with being more careful about those promises we make to ourselves. Whether we call them promises or not, just being a little bit more careful about our intentions and what we decide we're going to plan to do. Because it's very, very easy to sit there and think, okay, I'm going to do all these things. And when it comes to online business, I find that I hear lots of great ideas or I come up with some great ideas on my own. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And pretty soon it's just impossible to do it all. And we get very easily distracted by that shiny object syndrome. So somebody else is like, well, I'm posting 17 times a day on Instagram stories and I have grown my Instagram following by 22,000 people in the last three months. And we make this many thousand dollars a month directly from Instagram. And I'm like, oh, well, I want to do that. And so then I quickly commit to that, whether it is just to myself telling myself, okay, I'm going to start that next week. And even though that very subtle, just, okay, I'm going to start that next week, just that thought in my head. Now I've put the thought in my head and I've kind of told myself I'm going to do it. Now, sometimes I will take it even a step further and I'll write it down. I'll say, okay, start new Instagram plan next week. And if I take it even a step further, it'll be like, I will tell my team, hey, we're planning to do this. You know, here's what we're going to do. But here's the deal. Yes, you need to make plans. You do need to make those commitments to yourself, but you need to be way more careful. Because when I watch that training or just have a conversation with my friend who's being very successful with this particular strategy, I'm just using Instagram as an example, but it could be any number of strategies online that people use. I get excited. It sounds good. And I'm not taking action right then. So it's pretty easy to make plans for my future self. Hey, I'll, I'll do that thing. No problem. It'll fit in. But that's where I need to slow down. And here's what I have learned is that even that little part of my brain that just tells myself, oh, I think I'm going to start that next week. Even if I don't take it any further than that, that is creating mental clutter, I call it. Just a sense of, oh, I need to be doing this. I should be doing this. And then when those things pile up over time, now I have this entire feeling of guilt. I have this feeling of, oh, I'm not a person who is very good at doing what I plan to do. Like I let myself down all the time. It's just this very negative feeling to be carrying around and it drags down everything else. So I have learned to be much more careful about those things. So for example, when I hear of this idea and I think it's a great idea, one of the first things I try to do is write it down in my idea bank. Like, oh, this is a great strategy. You know, if I took a training or read a blog post on it or listened to a podcast episode, I'll put a link to that. Like, this is where I can get all the information about it when we're ready to do it, but I'm not going to make a decision, even that little thought in my own head at that moment. And I will tell myself, like, I will either say out loud or very clearly state in my mind, I think this is a great strategy. I'm going to consider whether I should try that when I plan for next month. Then I plan for next month. I consider it. And most of the time I decide this is not the right time for that strategy. So now I am helping myself think of myself as a person who does what I say I'm going to do. I just think that is not valued enough. And just the junk and the clutter in your mind of constantly feeling like you kind of plan to do this thing and you should, but you're not really. And there's just 82 million things in business that I don't do. You cannot do it all. Even a big company with a huge team can't do it all, right? 
So you're not even supposed to do it all. And lugging around guilt because you don't do this and you don't do that and you kind of thought you wanted to do this and you said you were going to do this, that's just not going to work. So we got to stop it at the source and learn to really drastically prioritize what we say we're going to do. And even just like, you know, the 24-hour rule that some people have when they're going to make a big purchase is you can't just go buy it on a whim. You have to wait at least 24 hours. I have done that for certain purchases and it has really helped me make wiser decisions for sure. But do that before you even think to yourself, I should add this into what I'm doing. Give yourself a 24-hour rule because a lot of times that excitement will have worn off a little bit and you can think more clearly about whether or not you really want to add it. And people who really have that grit and get it done are definitely people who do what they say they're going to do. And the more you make a plan and execute it on it, the more confidence you get. And here's the thing. Your confidence needs to come not from how everyone else responds to what you do, because you're going to have times where you make a plan and execute it, and the results are are what you hoped for. And you're going to have times when you make a plan, execute it, and the results are far less than you hoped for. And if your confidence is coming from the end result, the thing that you cannot control, then that's going to throw you for a loop. And make you feel really bad. But if instead your confidence comes from, hey, I'm a person who sets plans and will get it done, then you're not relying on outside factors that you can't control and you're really building that confidence. And that's where it comes from because no matter what stage of business you're in, you're going to have some wins and you're going to have some true failures, things that just don't work out the way that you hoped. And you're going to feel hopeless when you think that you have no control. But if you put that control back in your own hands. It's following through on my plans, not the end response. And that's what's going to get you there because we're all going to fail. But being able to try again and actually execute on it and not giving up is what's going to get you there. Because I guarantee you, there are, for every entrepreneur that actually succeeds and meets their goals, there are probably a thousand more people that had the same plan and the same ideas and just didn't execute it or gave up after they tried one thing. The I in grit stands for inventive. That means we're always looking for new, better ways to do something, and we're embracing growth and change. So I think this has probably always been true, but it's never been more true than in the last few years. With the online business world, things are changing all the time. Just the way I ran my business back in 2012, totally different than the way I run my business now for two reasons. One is just that we've grown a ton. Back then, it was just me. I was just looking to make a small amount of money to cover my time. It was a totally different situation. Now, we have much different goals. We have way more customers, way more revenue, and way more team members. So that has made things look drastically different. In addition to that, the actual tactics and even some of the strategies that I used back in 2012, 2013 to grow my list, those don't work today. I mean, they don't even, some of them don't even exist today. And the strategies that work, those tactics are different. So if you get set in your ways, it's going to be really hard to grow and progress. And here's one of the things about having a stable business that I think some people overlook. There are some people who don't have big plans for growth in terms of growing their audience, growing their revenue, growing their team. And actually, that is amazing. That is wonderful. I admire that you know where you want to go. 
And I think there's nothing wrong with realizing, at least for now, and you can always change in the future, where you want to end up. And growing more and having a big team and all that isn't for everyone. And I think it's wonderful that you know where you want to go. So I'm not discouraging at all goals that are different from mine or someone else's and goals that are, hey, I know I just want a lifestyle business. I want to make X amount every month and I only want to work you know, 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week or whatever that is. That's great. And I think you can do that. But here's the deal. Even if that's your goal, even if your goal is, hey, I want to make $100,000 a year only working 10 hours a week so that I can spend more time with my family, you're still going to have to change. What you did five years ago to make that happen is not going to be what you do today because the world is constantly changing. The online marketing world is constantly changing. So even to be stable, if your goal is just to stay where you are, you're going to have to make some adaptations and change. Now, those who want to stay where they are may be able to get away with changing a little bit less, not quite as fast, but there's still going to be those changes. So there's just really not a way to succeed without embracing the change. And I see a lot of people getting frustrated with the changes, and that's easy to do. So hey, I don't know why my Facebook ads were working so awesome in 2017. And I just, you know, threw out my offer and I put up four or five creatives. And for every dollar I put in, I would get $2 out. And that was amazing. And all was great. And I wish I could have that again. Well, I mean, that's great. I wish I could have that too. But things have changed. And if we're constantly pining for the good old days or wishing we could do it the way we did before, that's just going to hold us back from doing what works today. And trying to have that mindset of it's not a bad thing, it's just different. So what I do today is different than what I did a long time ago. And I think that's one of the things that I personally love about being an online business owner so much is I kind of get bored doing the same thing all the time. And I like new challenges. I like figuring out. I like trying new things. So if your personality type is similar to that, then I think that's going to help you thrive as an online entrepreneur. If your personality type is the opposite, and I know a lot of people like that, then that is something that you just need to be aware that's going to make your online entrepreneur journey a little bit harder than it would be otherwise. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you cannot do it. It just means you need to acknowledge, is being an online entrepreneur still something I want to do, knowing that this is going to be harder for me? And maybe you have a lot of other things that are perfectly well-suited and you can put up with having to be a little bit uncomfortable in that area. Or maybe you decide, you know what, this is just too uncomfortable for me. Maybe entrepreneurship isn't for me. I want to try something else. And that's okay too. Okay, so the T in grit stands for tireless, or another way of saying this would be tenuous. That means you never give up. You are always willing to go above and beyond no challenge is too big. It's it's like the bring it on, we can do it mentality. And when you're trying to get to your goal, you leave no stone unturned. Another way of saying this, there's no effort that you're not willing to expend to get to where you want to go. And this is one of my favorite qualities in myself and my team, is that we truly don't back down from a challenge and we are willing to give it our all. And I think that if I had to point to any secret sauce, I really think that's it. It's just, we're not going to give up. And yeah, it might be hard. I mean, it might sound crazy. And truly, some of the things we do are a little bit crazy. And a lot of people just would never be willing to put in that work to get that done. For example, our summit with 104 speakers is what we had in 2023. 
that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And the amount of work that goes into that is almost mind boggling (laughs) because for every single one of these 104 sessions, we have to get the video, edit the video, upload the video, make a thumbnail for the video, make an individualized speaker portal page, make an individualized opt-in page, write an edited transcript with pictures, write a one-page cheat sheet, write a set of handwritten notes, write a fill-in-the-blank worksheet, and so on and so on and so on. So the work is just a lot. And one of the ways that we stand out is we're willing to do that work. We're not afraid. We're not going to back down. We're going to get it done. Now, here's the deal. While I think pretty much any entrepreneur needs to have a sense of this tenuousness, this this ability to keep trying, I do not think that every entrepreneur or every team needs to have that same desire to take on what I'm just going to call ridiculous amounts of work. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that if you're not willing to, you know, run a summit with 104 speakers and create thousands of deliverables for it within a very short time span, because, hey, you can't make those things until the speakers get you the video. So you were tightening our time span to get it done. I'm not saying that that means you won't be successful. And I'm not even saying that everyone should do that. You know yourself, you know what you and your team want to do. But in whatever it is you're going to do, you need to work at it with that same almost reckless abandon, that same intensity. You may have a much simpler business. You may not be running these things with a million deliverables. But instead, maybe what you do is you show up on Instagram every single day. Maybe you rock out. And I know people who do this. They just rock the reels and the stories. And again, you're not making 80 million things. You're not spending 80-hour work weeks. And I don't think that you should. You may just be spending, let's say you spend three hours every weekday on Instagram because the return is there. But those hours, you're working hard. You're looking at what other people are doing. You're learning. You're willing to put yourself out there even when it's uncomfortable. You show up even on the days when you're like, I'd just rather lay in bed and watch Netflix, or I'd rather this be like a couch potato day where I don't have to show up online, but you show up there anyway. So you have that same hard work ethic and you ride the wave. So after you've had a really good month and all this work is producing, all this engagement, and then Instagram makes an algorithm shift and all of a sudden the reels that you work so hard for are getting half the reach or half the views or or worse in some cases, you still keep going. It doesn't mean that after one week of getting a quarter of the views that I used to, I need to give up. You realize that I just need to think of a, a different way to reach people or a way to be able to sustain this with the people that I do have. That's really what I'm talking about. So it's not just doing a crazy, crazy amount of work. It's being really focused and working really hard when you do. And whatever the thing is that you do, if it's two hours a week, 10 hours a week, 40 hours a week, 80 hours a week, you're doing that with all the energy that you have and giving it your all. And I just think there is a beautiful feeling to spending your all. And when I say spending your all, I don't mean that you, in an unhealthy way, go and make your work your priority and ignore everything else in your life. But I mean, you set those boundaries, like this is when I want to work, this is how much energy, and then you put your everything into it. That just feels amazing. I think that's literally what God made us to do, is that kind of hard work. And then as you put in that hard work, you start to create things. 
And just that feeling of being able to create things. I think that's where the creative entrepreneur side of things comes in. That's where I love the creative part of it. When you actually see something come together, kind of the same way an artist, you know, you start with a blank canvas and you put together a beautiful painting. And even if it's not what you wanted it to be, maybe you're still learning how to be a painter and it's not as beautiful as you wish it were. It's not as beautiful as you think someone else's is, but it's still something that you worked hard to create and it's the best you have to offer. And the same is true when you're putting together an offer for your audience, when you're creating an ebook, a course, when you're putting a body of work out there, a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast, whatever it be, it's a beautiful feeling to know that you worked really hard and you can see those things that you created. I hope this helps you have an understanding of what it takes to be an online entrepreneur. I say this to encourage you, not to discourage you. And none of us are here. I'm not here. I don't feel like I have all the grit that I want. I don't feel like every team member is perfect, but this is what we're striving for. And this is the qualities that are important to us. Be sure to tune in next week because I'm going to be talking about one of the episodes I think I am most excited to deliver, and that is how to decide if a course or like a paid learning opportunity, sometimes they're called experiences, even a mastermind or something like that, is the right fit for you. How do you know if it's actually good? Have you ever had those experiences where somebody will take a course and be like, this is amazing. They'll be raving about it. And you're like, okay, I I should do this. And then you take it and you're like, uh, I'm not really sure what all the fuss was about. I want to break that down and I want to get to the root of how do we know which learning opportunities we should invest in because there's so many out there clamoring for our attention and I want us to make wise decisions about that. And I have some thoughts that I haven't heard other people share on this matter that I'm really excited for you to hear. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Get Profitable HQ. If you did, don't forget to subscribe, share it with your business besties, and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. And if you love this and can't wait to get more, I have an entire bank of resources and more behind-the-scenes info at getprofitablehq.com. Go ahead and head there.